Hi, welcome to my podcast, where today I'll talk about how Saul became a follower of Jesus, who we know better is the Apostle Paul. My name is Tim Harner. I am a Christian author and apologist, a graduate of Houghton College and of Harvard Law School, where I was an editor of the Harvard Law Review. As an attorney, my primary role has been as a general counsel. Therefore, I call the six books that I've written the General Counsel Series. The first four books of the series outline the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, providing scriptural backing for the final installments of the series that outline the history of America and the history of the Church Universal. I post my latest thoughts regularly on my website, timharner.com. For this podcast, please reflect on the questions, when has your life proven the truth of the proverb, in his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps? When have the lives of other people proven the truth of the proverb, in his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps? In what ways have shame and sin darkened your past? How did Jesus light your life by ending your spiritual blindness and filling you with the Holy Spirit? Which of these changes in your life happened quickly? Which of these changes in your life happened gradually? Which of these changes in your life aren't finished yet? And now, as I talk about how Saul became a follower of Jesus, let's pray that the Lord will let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in the sight of the Lord our God, who is our strength and our Redeemer. Today's thoughts are based on the chapter, Saul Becomes a Follower of Jesus, in my book, Lighting the World. It is comforting to know that we can help light the world with God's love, no matter how bad our past may be. To prove this, we need look no further than Saul's experience. Saul helped those who stoned Stephen to death for declaring that Jesus was the Messiah. Then Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off men and women and put them in prison. Not content with persecuting the church in Jerusalem, Saul continued breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples, and went to persecute the church in Damascus. Evidently, Saul was working closely with those who had killed Jesus, because Saul went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. It is fascinating to realize that the same man whose letters to churches compose much of the New Testament was converted to Christianity while carrying letters that authorized him to destroy churches. Moreover, many of Paul's letters in the New Testament were written while he was in prison, and these letters that Saul carried to Damascus authorized him to imprison all who belonged to the way, whether men or women. But God had other plans for Saul. 
As one of Solomon's Proverbs says, In his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. And Saul's steps toward Damascus led him to become one of those who belonged to the way of love that he had so violently persecuted. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul dodged the question. He did not answer why he was persecuting the powerful person behind this voice and flashing light. Instead, Saul asked, Who are you, Lord? Saul received an answer that must have astonished and appalled him. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Saul started to comply with this order to get up and go into the city. But then he suffered another shock. When he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. He was blind. He was helpless. The men traveling with Saul had to lead him by the hand into Damascus. This was not the stirring entry into Damascus that Saul had planned while he was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. Instead of imprisoning men and women who believed that Jesus is Lord, Saul found himself imprisoned by darkness. For three days he was blind, and he did not eat or drink anything. Saul must have been utterly crushed during these days. His purpose in life had been to persecute those who believed that Jesus is Lord. Now that purpose was gone. Saul had learned the hard way that Jesus really is Lord. Furthermore, the young, energetic Saul, so cocky and self-sufficient as he went about imprisoning people and muttering murderous threats, now found himself totally dependent on others. He couldn't find his own way. Other people had to lead him by the hand. In this hopeless situation, Saul prayed, and in a vision he saw a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. It took some prodding by Jesus to get Ananias to go to Saul. When the Lord called to Ananias in a vision, Ananias objected. He said, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord insisted that he go to Saul, telling Ananias that Saul is my chosen instrument to carry my name. Furthermore, Saul must be shown how much he must suffer for my name. Ananias obeyed. He went to the house and entered it. Ananias must have been reassured when he saw that Saul was indeed blind and that he was fasting. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Physical healing came at once. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. Spiritual healing came too. Saul's first act was to confirm that he was now a disciple of Jesus, one of those followers of the way that he had previously persecuted. He got up and was baptized. Purpose returned to Saul's life as well. After taking some food, he regained his strength. And then, without further delay, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. Saul immediately started to light the world for his new Lord. And we can, too. No matter what shame and sin may darken our past, Jesus can change us. Jesus can light our lives by ending our spiritual blindness and filling us with the Holy Spirit. Then we can follow the way of love, and then we can light the world. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. If you did, please share it with a friend and find me on Facebook and Instagram, as well as on my website, timharner.com. My book, Lighting the World, contains citations to sources, including the scriptures. Until we are together again, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord turn his face toward us and give us peace.